0: The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand,
2: the Cold Lappin.
0: Thankfully, tax day is behind us. But if you're a freelancer, you may have another tax day in a few short months. Quarterly taxis is one of the many joys of being self-employed. In my experience, working for yourself is a big game of pros and cons, and the biggest con is perhaps all of the paperwork that comes with being your own boss. It's tedious, but it's also a big learning curve, and it can feel like a significant barrier to entry for someone who just wants to get into the freelancing game for the first time. But if I can do it, you can too. So let's take the intimidating factor away and start climbing that learning curve. To do that, I'm bringing on two lovely ladies that I hire for all things glam. Tanique, who is a hairstylist extraordinaire, and Laura, who is the best makeup artist in all the land. Tanique and Laura have mastered the freelance game, and they've even taught me some tips that I want to share with you. So it is so, so wonderful for me to be able to say, Laura and Tanique, welcome to Money Rehab, thank you for having, thank you for having us. us. Oh, the dream team, glam squad extraordinaire! Y'all usually get me ready to do these things, and uh, I am so so eternally grateful. Can you guys start by introducing yourselves? I'd love for you to talk a little bit about
2: your background and then how we met. So, my name is Laura Bueno. I am a professional makeup artist here in Los Angeles, originally from Houston, Texas. Um, I've been out in LA for the last uh, eight years um, and I met Nicole, I think we met in 2018 when you were promoting Superwoman. Yep. Becoming Superwoman. Yeah, you were doing all your LA promo for that and that's how we met. And I wore cape dresses every day. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I love (laughs) all the dresses. I am Toneque Jones-Bell.
1: I've been a hairstylist for, I think like 20 years now. Oh my gosh. Um, Since the womb. Coming yeah. out of the womb. <laughs> basically. basically was doing yes. hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. I have pictures of me as a three-year-old doing hair. <laughs> like a boss. <laughs> California native. Um, been in LA for about 12 years now. And I met Nicole through Laura. Laura referred me when Nicole moved out here, actually. Yeah. Um, for, I think it was Miss Independent? We were, like, conceiving that baby? <laughs> we were. So it was all
0: green dresses. We yeah, from pink dresses to green dresses, because if you're <laughs> gonna write this many books, like you have to entertain yourself somehow. So exactly. let it be that. So. Over the last year or so, we've talked just in the makeup chair casually about finances and taxes and freelancing and all of that. And I think we've probably had unique conversations compared to uh, the fancy Hollywood people conversations. I'm assuming you have not the same. Um, But I wanted to actually just open that conversation up so other people could get some of that info, too, because I'm not going to have everybody come over and hang out with me while I'm getting my face beat Um, and hair did. So let's start from the beginning. When did you guys become freelancers?
2: Um, I became a freelancer probably... A year after I decided to become a makeup artist, which is kind of rare because most people wait a while, you know, start working at a salon or work at the mall. Um, I got very fortunate and I knew I wanted to work in entertainment. So I started submitting myself to agencies in Houston and I actually got a bite and ended up going into production um, in a, a year after deciding to come into, uh, become a makeup artist. I was working at the mall and then doing production on the side. Um, so at that time, I kind of learned both of them. Um, the W-2s and W-9 differences and learning the tax, Fun, responsible adulting things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I had learned a lot about business before that, before even doing makeup, I was working in music and I got, a, I was hired to be a personal assistant and in charge of a fan club and then kind of became road manager on the side when me needed to be. So I was doing bands, payroll, expenses, um, advances and collecting money, depositing money. So that was kind of my schooling, my business schooling.
0: So for anyone listening and doesn't know the difference between a
2: W-2 and W-9, do you mind just briefly telling us? Uh, The easiest way is W-2, you get your taxes taken out. Um, W-9, you're going to have to pay taxes on whatever you're given. Uh, that's the easiest way to explain it.
1: T and you found that out too. Oh yeah. Um. As a hairstylist working in a salon, I was a contractor, independent contractor. So that meant that the salon would do the advertising, and I would actually do the the the, the services on the clients. And yes, I quickly learned the difference between a W two and a W nine as well. Uh, filling out the ten ninety nine, beautiful, fun, good stuff. Um. But I do have to say, I learned some really cool uh, things about self-care items and how they can be itemized as, you know, the, the our supplies. So that was really cool. Oh. Yeah. Do tell? Oh, yeah. So when I would go buy, like, hand lotion and, like, you know, my body washes and all that stuff, because I'm a cosmetologist, that was considered tools of the trade or like some of my products. So I got to write that fun stuff off every year. So that was pretty cool as an expense. Uh, I learned that very quickly. Shampoo, even if it was just for myself, I could write that off. Uh, cotton balls, whatever, you know.
2: I think I also realized that um, there were so many deductions like Tunique, uh, not only on the personal stuff you're buying, but and everything you're buying. Uh, even because I worked in entertainment, The entertainment you were actually going to, like concerts and magazines you were buying, any of that is considered research. So there are a lot of deductions. And I think a lot of freelancers need to educate themselves on that as well, and knowing your industry and what you're working in and how many deductions you can have. And I think. I think it's such a benefit being a small business owner um, due to tax deductions that you do get.
0: You guys are pros. uh, You're pros in the industry. And now you're pros on figuring out taxes for freelancers. It's a tax situation that I haven't been in. So you guys have actually taught me a lot. Can you tell all of us a little bit more about what was the biggest wake up call when you were starting to get your taxes together as a freelancer versus when you work for a bigger company?
2: I will tell you, I can't say for me that I had, I've always been very responsible with my taxes. It's just like keeping up with the maintenance of my car, something that, you know, I just, you have to do it regardless. Um, I think the biggest eye-opener that I realized for people was during the shutdown. I literally had 10 people, at least 10 people contacting me, telling me who does your taxes because they hadn't done their taxes in two to three years. Ooh. And if they hadn't done their taxes in two to three years, then they weren't eligible for unemployment. Oh, so I think it was yeah. a Big eye opener to a lot of people during the shutdown. The how important it is to do your taxes, not only you know to pay the government, but to get any government help or funding when there is, you know, what just happened <laughs> when there is a pandemic. Um, And I think that for was an eye opener for a lot of freelancers, especially for Uber drivers and not only in in the hair and makeup, but for any freelancer, it was a huge eye opener, um, the shutdown. And I think it just preparing yourself for, things that happen and i think that's freelance life more than anything it's the the hills you have really highs where you're making all this money and then you get real low so you got to understand to have that valley of savings to get you through those really high and really low times um and i hope a lot of people learned you know and and they they studied finances and studied what they needed to do to protect themselves
0: amen t how do you organize your
1: finances now that you're a freelancer? If I can just go back to what Laura said about the pandemic, yeah, um, because that actually taught me a lot too. It taught me about my saving style and how I save. I think all of us need to realize we have saving styles. Like, you know, um, for me, my saving style looked like two things. It was having an emergency credit card because income is different. Uh, When you're a freelancer, sometimes you have like, a lot. And sometimes you are struggling. So I had that with a low interest rate. And that was kind of my emergency fund, if you will. And that was very helpful during the pandemic. Um, And then another thing I learned was my pricing. My pricing was so important because in my pricing as a freelancer, I don't get paid time off, right? I don't get um, life insurance or any of the insurance policies or safeties. I don't get... 401ks or whatnot. So I have my prices reflect all of those things for me. Like if I have a baby, I don't get maternity leave. You know, I don't get all that stuff. Um, and also like my, pr- my pricing also has to do with um, like insuring my body and things like that. So um, yeah, I just wanted to piggyback on that a little bit. Cause I feel like that's important. Super
0: important, super important, big wake up calls. Uh, so how did you guys Start, Laura, I know that you have an accountant who should be giving you commission, by the way, for all the work that you're giving them. Um, But did you start an entity? Do you file quarterly? Tell me the logistics of what goes on.
2: So again, that's very different depending on the person. Um, I go back and forth on paying quarterlies, yes, no, simply because it depends on how many W-2s I have coming in. I do work for a lot of production companies that do um, pay me with W-2s. So if I know I have a lot coming in during that year, I'm going to let it balance it out with my W-9s. Again, I have an amazing accountant who's worked in entertainment for years. So she helps me with all this. (laughs) Um, But... Uh, it really depends on the person, but it is important to pay something. If you're only doing W-9s and you're not paying something, you better guarantee you're gonna have to pay at the end of the year. Um, And and it's really, now when you're establishing establishing yourself as a business, it it depends on what overhead you have on whether you wanna become an LLC or be an independent. For me, it's always been an independent contractor because I have no overhead. Um, So I just stay as an independent contractor. Now, I decide to start a business, of course, that completely changes um, instead of being a sole proprietor into getting more into the business, (laughs) getting into the business. side of it. So all of that, you you take into consideration too, when you're starting to become a freelancer, it's like, okay, what do I want to do with this? Do I just start as myself as a sole proprietor? um, Or do I go on, do I want to start an LLC because I'm going to plan to have some overhead, some assistance, this and this and that. Um, So you have to take all that into consideration on how you're going to form yourself as a business.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, uh, when I was in the salon, we had to have specific it was a little different uh, now that I am a freelancer. Um, I'm just a sole proprietor again, like Laura said, because I don't have overhead and my accountant is amazing as well. And she taught me the difference as well. Yeah. And also I love all um, these lady accountants, by the way. Oh, yeah. And also Thank she you. said if I had a certain income, I didn't really need to have a business just yet uh, either. And that's that's also uh, something I took into consideration with all that.
0: So what are some of the biggest tips around keeping as much money as you possibly can? Cause y'all work so, so hard. I mean, everybody works hard, but y'all hustle. I mean, and, and being a freelancer, especially around the pandemic is no joke. Um, so what would you say to pocket as much as you can come tax season?
1: I say for me, the biggest thing is, um, I just have a little app that sets up my paychecks when they come in and it takes 33% out in my savings to just kind of make sure that I have my taxes covered um, because it saves me in all the fees later from, you know, not paying on time. That's a big thing. Um, and just know you, what you can use in, as, as an expense. Like you can use your wardrobe as an expense if you're, you have to dress in all black all the time. Like there's so many things. So that's probably the biggest saver i'd say what app do you use um i was using this one called uh actually laura put me onto it was it capital laura oh
2: yeah i'm still using that one i love that <laughs> I yeah think
1: that one went under no
2: yeah, well i'm still using it it's, okay. still, going yeah. Yeah. it's still working yeah. for me
1: i use my banks app now but i don't i used to use capital but i use my banks app now
2: yeah i think like Tanik said it really matters knowing what you can expense. Um, also having that savings, having some kind of, there's so many apps, there's so many saving apps and so many different things you can use that just whatever goes into your account, you can link to your bank account that'll just take out the percentage that you need taken out. Like I, that's why I love that one app um, It's because it takes 10% of everything that I do, not to mention my spending too. So okay. anything that I swipe my card, it's taking, so... I don't even realize it's there. And then I'll go back and look and I'm like, oh wow, I have that much in there. Um, and then it, you can use it as a vacation or use it to pay your taxes. Um, so it, it's really utilizing, you know, what's there for you. It's on your phone. We're always on our phone. There's so many things you can use that are right there on your phone, even to figure out your taxes, even if what we're saying doesn't make sense, you can get on your phone and just look up, you know, um, W-2s, W-9s. Um, and see the difference and there's just it's so important people get so caught up in the making the money in the finances without considering how to take care of those finances
0: well it's not about what you make but about what you keep that matters most hold on to your wallets boys and girls money rehab will be right back Now for some more money rehab. Have you found a system for keeping track of all of your paperwork and expenses so that you're organized comes tax
1: time? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I use an app. I use uh, QuickBooks. It's amazing. I just swipe left or right on it. (laughs) It's like Tinder
2: for. Exactly. For (laughs) your tax expenses. But more and more important for your money. Versus finding a man.
1: Right, right. (laughs) <laughs> well money is the perfect partner i don't care what anybody says
2: <laughs> yeah and i'm really old school i sure i have it next to me i have a little penda flex i put all my receipts in it what? I just, yeah i know i what know. is that what no what is it i what did a penda flex what is that oh my god okay
0: is that like a trapper keeper <laughs> or a roll of it what
2: i'm making what me sound story. real You're old saying. right now but this is my penda uh,
0: i didn't oh. know that was what it was called neither oh. did i it's, it's like not, a it's, called? File. it's like
2: a I portable should, a filing file cabinet yeah, yeah i call it a penda and it may not be the what? right thing to be calling it so. okay <laughs> I cool. think there's a brand that's called penda or something like that oh maybe okay maybe okay so yeah it's a portable little <laughs> file thing but okay. to me it just i'm old school so If you don't like doing apps, because some people don't, I do. I'm half and half, half app, half paper. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I keep all my receipts in there. I go through them like again, once a month, every once, every two months. And sometimes I get real lazy and it's like every, you know, (laughs) but they're there, they're there, they're organized and I have them all organized. So when I'm taking them out of my wallet, I know where to place them. Um, and so, you know, you don't necessarily have to be all tech savvy to keep yourself organized. You just find what works for you. Uh, yeah. And that, that works for me. Like doing the paper. And so do you, how do you invoice? Oh, I have a, I have an app to do that because yeah. I'll do it right when I'm on set. I'm like, okay, who do I send this to? What am I doing? Um, and it's called tiny invoices. And I've used that for so long. Again, I'm a creature of habit. So Tanika told me about, you know, well, why don't you just do it? Why don't you do QuickBooks? And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll download it. And then I'm like, I say I already have the setup. So I'm just going to use this. So yeah, I just do tiny invoices. And again, like it'll tell me when something's 30 days past due and then I'll send a reminder. Um, but yeah, using an app for invoicing is key because that'll keep track of, it gives me notifications when someone's past, uh, past due. So then I can send them a notification like, Hey, this hasn't been paid. And it just keeps track of all your money and making sure that you're, um, charging everyone the way you're supposed to be charging and invoicing and getting paid. <laughs>
0: T, you, it's taken you a minute to come up with your pricing. Uh, how has that
1: changed? Um, Gosh, I feel like I change my prices probably every six months. Um, And the reason for that is life tax. You know, um, if I'm being completely transparent, life tax, things change a lot within six months, especially to a year. Um, I went from paying
2: $40 to fill up my tank to 70 now.
1: Exactly. So I had to increase my prices when inflation went up. I just had to, there's no, um, yeah, even, especially even after the pandemic, I had to make some adjustments because, uh, that, that is actually what made me realize like, oh, like I don't have my own personal unemployment insurance you know, I don't have that. So, uh, I have to change my prices so that I can have that little cushion in that savings for when, if some, for some reason I can't work, I have that there for me that, that, uh, reserve there. So do you have insurance? Yeah, I do. I have life insurance. I have, um, basically it's my own form of unemployment insurance. Now it's, uh, just, oh my gosh, I forgot what the the term is for it, but, um, I do have an insurance for if like, I need to pause working, like say I, you know, um, spring, God forbid, knock on wood, sprang my ankle or something like that and I have to take some time off. I can take that time off, Uh, I pay a a deductible on it and then it just like supplements my income while I can't work. So yeah, and my prices prices reflect that because I, again, during the pandemic is when I, it all dawned on me like, oh, there are a lot of reasons why I would not be able to work and how have I been doing this for so long without charging accordingly, you know, so. For today's tip, you can take
0: straight to the bank. If you're a freelancer, you may want to look into establishing an entity for your business, like an LLC. Having an LLC can help you keep all of these deductions streamlined, and it gives you some protection in case you get into a legal pickle. An easy place to start looking into the process is LegalZoom, and no, they do not pay me. It's just a good resource for understanding the steps required to make your business official.